0: Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, did you get dressed up today? No, I'm not, I'm not really dressing up really today. No, I just kind of woke up really kinda of tired. <sighs> but um can I um put you to the side for a second? to say I love you. On reoccurring occasions, I've asked you, where were you? Where were you when every night we spent together, all I had was nightmares? You never held me once. This is why it's so hard to say I love you, fuck. Finding that love felt like scraping the inside of a jar of hopelessness. You only kept it crunchy because you were trying so hard to keep it interesting. Adding unnecessary texture to something that consistently left a bad taste in your mouth. All I wanted was for you to hold me, pat my back, stroke my hair, breathe deep. I live these nightmares. Reoccurring realities that only come back to haunt me. These subconscious scars never seem to leave me be. I've dreamt of her abusing me again. I've dreamt of her taking her last breath again. I've dreamt of abusing myself again. I hate waking up and finding it hard to say I love you, but I love you, I truly do. (laughs) Alright. <laughs> let's let's take a breath there for a second. We'll take it easy, okay? <laughs> Welcome back everybody to episode four, our Halloween episode um of Memos of a Low Key Poet. This one <sighs> This one I initially wanted to talk about fear. Um, and then fear kind of led to nightmares and nightmares led to reality. And then I just kind of spiraled. <laughs> I will say, I will say that I did write this poem right after I had a nightmare at 4am. Um, I had, I had a nightmare at 4am and I felt so shocked and so awake. Um, that I immediately, like, this one was written on my phone because I was writing it on my phone. Um, and I just felt, I felt the need to just write it down because everything that I was processing in my head was just going, going through phrases, you know, like going through phrases uh, that we'll talk about. But, um, I hope you're doing well. Um, thank you for everyone that's coming out to my markets and saying hi and listening to my stories and continuing to listen to this. Um, but I will say again, there is a trigger warning to this podcast. Um, I'm going to dive deep into my trauma about abuse. Um, not only physical abuse to me, but also from me. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about fear or anxiety, um, in nightmares. Um, because I feel like the nightmares that I do have are not just you know, someone chasing me around with with a machete. Um, There are reoccurring realities, as I said, um, which is just anxiety based deep in trauma. Um, But yeah, um, let's dive into this poem. Um, I posted this one line on... Instagram and it's really funny because some of you guys really think that I'm out here having a girlfriend but I don't, I don't <laughs> the line is I hate waking up and finding it hard to say I love you. I'm talking to myself first of all. And last law, last of all, I'm talking to myself. Um when I woke up from the nightmare the thing that the thing that uh shocked me the most was when you wake up from the nightmare and you have that moment, you know right when you wake up, you have that moment and then you you try to get a grip on reality. You know, you you kinda like it's like you're coming out of the water from like nearly drowning and you're like taking your first breath where you're kinda recollecting everything. Um I hate waking up and finding it hard to say I love you is the waking up and being scared and finding and having this doubt in yourself, you know, after I had my nightmare, I woke up and I felt like I was so alone. You know, I felt like I didn't have safety in my own bed. I felt very uh, vulnerable in the sheets, you know, like, and there's, there's nobody around, you know, I'm sleep I sleep by myself, but I, I felt like I didn't have my back. Like even my own comfort in like the comfort of myself. Um and so that that phrase came to mind I was like holy fuck like I hate waking up and like I'm not even there for me, you know? And so that's what the poem was about. It's like I wanna wake up I wanna wake up knowing that at least I'm there for me. Um Um and then right after that we already go deep into the deep into it. Um, on reoccurring occasions, I've asked you, where were you? Um, this particular nightmare that I woke up from was about an abusive relationship that I had. Um, let's just say she is a multi-offended, multi-offender cheater, if that makes any sense. Um, she cheated on multiple occasions. I didn't know about the multiple occasions. This rela- relationship lasted a very, very long time. I'm talking years. Not no baby years. Not like two, three years. Like longer than five. Um, and, you know, the phrase the phrase that I felt like I was saying a lot was where were you? You know? um. And so I had to put it in here because one, it was part of the nightmare. But two, it was like that phrase stuck in my head because I felt like, when I'm constantly asking somebody, where are you? And I don't get the answer that I want or the answer that I use is even true. You know, I'm going to all I can do is keep asking. All I can do is keep asking. And so already that line itself already embeds itself in the trauma that I carry from this relationship. <sighs> yeah. And so it just carries on. Where were you every night we spent together? All I had were nightmares you never held me once and this you will never held you never held me once refers to a time where i didn't have the capacity to love myself um years ago years ago i felt like i didn't have the capacity to fully love myself and so i felt like i just never held myself once you know um i am a uh, I'm an individual that is seeking constant, you know, constant improvement, constant you-can-do-betters, constant, like, there's always something wrong with the product. There's always something wrong with the plot. There's always something wrong with the... People call that a negative Nancy, but it's just, to me, there's always something more, you know. And uh, earlier, a couple years ago in my lifetime, I just... I felt the, I felt that weight just exists and I just, I was never truly happy with a lot of different things, you know? And so even including myself, like I just, I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like how I felt. I just, I just wanted to do better and be better in my class and like, um, you know, just be the best. I think, I think this confuses, you know, people say be the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, But the better outlook on it is you should be better than you were yesterday, Um, which is tough, A. And B, um, there's a difference between striving to be better and hurting yourself to be better. You know what I mean? Like when you're training for a marathon or a lift or like a test or whatever, The more you give yourself shit, the 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 worse your results you're gonna get. Um, So when you strive forward, try to have the best mentality that you have, and it's the only way you're gonna do it. Um, I'm not gonna lie. This next part of the poem, I was hungry. (laughs) Ah, yes, the stages the stages of having a nightmare with uh with Zach. You know, (laughs) the stages of having a nightmare with Zach. I just I get really lonely. And then I just get hungry. <laughs> I just get hungry. Um, yeah, the line here is finding finding that love felt like scraping the inside of a jar of crunchy hopelessness. That's what it feels like sometimes. You know, you know that moment when you kind of you trying to take a knife or like a spoon, and you're like, you're like knuckles deep in like a jar of like peanut butter but you just can't get anything out of it. Yeah, that's 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 what it felt like at multiple points of my anxiety attacks or like my, you know, like my my low-key depressive episodes is that, that it was hard to find anything in that jar, you know? Like it just felt hopeless that like I was I was literally just trying to just trying to dig stuff out and it just the effort was not even worth it. Um Because I wasn't consistently feeling my jar in the first place. Um. Yeah, the, uh. Adding unnecessary textures to something that, uh. Ah, here we go. You only kept it crunchy because you were trying so hard to keep it interesting. Um, this is the, this is also the, uh, the backlash or the, the thought to my, my abusive relationship. Um. I'm I'm a big hopeless romantic, um, and I think throughout the years, even though there were things that were happening that uh, were, you know, obviously couples are gonna fight and all that type of stuff. Um, when you're when you're trying to keep it interesting, you're trying so hard to keep it interesting, you're making things crunchy on purpose. That's when you know you got a problem. You know, if you're if you're trying that hard to keep it to keep it lively for you or interesting for you um and you're just going to continue to try to force it on yourself you're just going to get the bad taste in your mouth um in my experience with the relationships that i've had i feel like i feel like the easygoing ones are the ones that you want to keep you know not just romantically but um even with friends you know even with homies Um, ones that are really easy to just vibe with and get along with right off the bat, you know, just from the beginning. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to add the peanuts, you know, you don't have to add the extra, the the extra texture because everything that you need already exists in that person, you know, in that relationship, in that, in that time. Um, and so just trying to make something interesting was more of a toxic trait than, than ever you know i guess people say yeah like spice it up but there's a difference between spicing it up and adding a whole nother element to like make it different you know um i'm sorry i'm like meandering through this poem because this i'm gonna open up a lot in this last section as you can tell i was already like choking up reading the last bit because yes the the I lived these nightmares deal um, you know whenever we have nightmares I feel like I don't know about you guys but I, I usually when I have nightmares they're usually reoccurring um, like I will say like in my lifetime I've had like a handful of nightmares and they just come back even stronger, or like, you know, like, or they come back in, like, a different light, or like, you're trying to, you're trying to, like, lucid dream your way out of it, um, those are the nightmares that I have, but the ones that are not supernatural, you know, those that are not supernatural nightmares, the ones that feel too real, are the reoccurring realities, and I've, and I've, recognize this the more that i dream journal a little bit more is that i'm reliving moments that just i don't want to live <laughs> you know i'm or i'm 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 reimagining lifetimes that i don't want my my uh dream or my nightmare that i had last night was for some reason for some reason now when i dream about this ex-girlfriend of mine um the dream is always that we're together like we're we're like still boyfriend and girlfriend um and it just <laughs> like inside like inside it just doesn't doesn't feel right you know like it just i know i know that i shouldn't be doing like I shouldn't be here and it frightens me. Like I would say last night it felt like I was still in the relationship and I was very resentful towards her. You know, I was very, uh, in the dream, you know, we were, we were together walking or something. And like, she was trying to be very affectionate physically and I just fully rejected all of it. You know, like I felt so uncomfortable, um, by it. And the feelings that I felt in the nightmare were reminiscent to the feelings that I felt when I found out she cheated on me. So the dream felt like, felt like another lifetime scenario where if we were still together, but I knew she was cheating and this is how I'd be. (laughs) And I was just like, holy shit, you know? Um she was abusive. Um she not only lied and cheated on me but she physically abuses me or abused me, sorry. It's funny, you know, I When, when, when people talk about, like, domestic violence, right, or whatever, of their partners, it's always, it's always very unheard of that you, you hear the dude getting abused, you know? But I think part of it is because the dudes don't want to be like, oh, I got beat up by a chick, which is stupid. First of all, which is dumb. Um, let me paint the picture for you. We had an argument and we were driving. I was driving down the freeway. Obviously we we're getting heated. Obviously my voices were ra my voice was raised, her voice was raised. And she like straight up like punched me while I was driving on the freeway, like punched me in the face. Um Yeah, it stunned me for a bit, you know. Um and I just I ca I cannot even believe that like I was still with her after that, you know. Um sorry, my allergies and my 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 tears and my trauma are mixing together. <laughs> um but I I think about that moment a good amount, you know. Yeah, and obviously, like I'm, I'm completely over this girl. It's just the trauma lingers, you know. It it sucks. It sucks because that trauma lingers so deep in my heart that it's like I I I don't even know how to like combat, you know that that uh that trauma you know like the the thought of like getting into an argument with a significant other like scares me you know <laughs> like that like like if i was with someone the thought of like getting into an argument with that person like actually frightens me um and i hate that she comes back in my dreams <laughs> i really do i really do I I really hate that she comes back into my dreams because I just hate feeling like that. You know, I yeah. I oh my god. To all to all my dudes out there, if you are listening to this and you have experienced any of those things, just know that it's okay to speak out about it. Um, I know for. On on the dudes and on like because I I can I can only speak on the perspective of a male. I know the the perspective exists where yes you're gonna feel less masculine if you admit that your girlfriend's beating on you or whatever. Um, and I know you're not gonna want to confess that to anybody, but abuse comes in many different forms. You know, it's not just it's not just physical abuse. There's there is emotional abuse as well, um, that goes for you know what not even just the fellows out there but the ladies. Ab- abuse exists in many different forms. Okay, um, recognize recognize that. You know, um, and I'm I'm not gonna tell you that you should confront your abuser in any way, but you should at least let your your stories of abuse be heard. Like I'm telling you right now. Like that, that moment in my life is over. But it's only carry with you. So breathe deep with that my friends. Um, that was the first dream. I talked about. I've dreamed of her abusing me again. Number one. The second dream. I've dreamt of her taking my last breath again. I miss my grandma. I, um, I dream about her sometimes, but I think the shitty part is that I dream of her in her final moments rather than, rather than the moments that we celebrated together. Um, My grandma was very sick, and she passed away um, last year. I was the person um, that was conducting CPR before the ambulance came. Um, I am CPR certified, and my auntie was watching her downstairs. And I took it upon myself when my auntie was freaking out to be the one to initiate the 911 call and start CPR. I found my hands pushing the last breath out of her body. It's a sight, you know. It's a sight. And it's a it's a different feeling when you push when you're pushing the air out of her lungs. <clears throat> And he can feel just the final breaths come out of her. And I just, I don't know why, I don't know why when I dream of her, that's all I dream about. But the only reason I can believe is that it's just a vividly traumatic moment. You know? And when I think of vividly traumatic moments, yeah, I mean, that exists in many other things, not just death, you know? I feel like when I was working with kids, you know, I I used to do this activity where I'd play them a song and I'd, I'd tell them to close their eyes and imagine a scene And draw out what they saw. You know, I would play a very slow and sad melodic tune. And some of these kids... Talked about death. Mind you, these are like 2nd to 5th graders. Vividly traumatic scenes. Some of them talked about death. Some of them talked about losing home. Some of them talked about people never coming back. Those moments in our lives, those vividly traumatic moments where we can fully envision the smell, the sounds in the air, the things that we grasp in our hands We need to be mindful of those images we carry. (sighs) Because sometimes, although those things are not things you have full control over, you know, accept that those events were things you had no control over, you know? I think that's the hardest part is accepting that it wasn't your fault. It's more than likely not your fault. And then... Carrying on. My last dream. I dreamt of me abusing myself again. (laughs) There was a point in time where... I didn't know how to deal with the emotions that were coming in. The traumatic episodes, the panic attacks, the the hope was running low. And there was a point there was a point in my life where I, I felt like I was just drinking a lot. I was drinking a lot to cope with things, and it was just awful. It was awful. It it took one night, me me drinking and turning into this person that I didn't want to be out in public. I didn't I didn't fight anybody or anything. I did raise my voice at people in public. I did want to fight somebody. (laughs) Um, But also just being a fucking dick face to like a bunch of people that legitimately cared about me. That's, That's more pain, not only to the people that forgave me, luckily, but the fact that I was not only abusing my physical body but my relationships with people. I feel like when when you do when you do things like that under the influence and you start to banter or bash or lash out to the people that you care about the most, you're abusing your relationship with them because they have to forgive you, and you feel like they will. When there will be a day when they won't. Um. i <sighs> just going to breathe a little bit. <laughs> I hate waking up and finding it hard to say I love you. But I love you. I truly do. After the nightmare subsided and that initial shock washed over, I felt the warmth come back to my body. And that's what I'm happy about, is that I felt like I was giving myself pats on the back. I'm really happy and proud of the person and man that I am today. And just just feeling that like blanket come back over me really reassured me that that I'm I'm better than where I was. <laughs> now that's a happy moment to end on, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that I can share this journey with you. It's a lot it's a lot, but I love you I do okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop like i'm gonna stop this hurricane of my brain right now <laughs> i wanna stop the hurricane of my brain and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little bit of like a affirmation thing for the way out because I know today's episode was really was really deep and really uh, disheartening for some and traumatic for some Um, for all of you that are going through your trauma reliving your nightmares or coping with your nightmares Take it slow. Take it slow and do what is right for you. Healing takes time. But healing also takes maintenance. You may never find the cure to the trauma that you hold in your heart. But every day you can inject yourself with something that'll make it feel like it doesn't exist. So, did you take your shot today? <laughs> because you should. Because you deserve it. <laughs> anyway. That concludes today's podcast. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. I'm gonna like I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go and eat after this and go to the gym and just work out all this whatever and not have candy today because I'm gonna diet. Anyway. Um, you guys know where to find me. Make sure you guys follow my Instagram. If you guys are not on my Instagram for all the updates, Zach J dot on everywhere. Um Make sure you check out the newsletter and sign up for the newsletter. If you haven't, make sure you guys drop a follow on that Spotify link and share it with your friends. You know the drill. Stay beautiful and stay awesome. And be safe out there. Goodbye.